0: All right. Okay. But again, Romans chapter eight. We're gonna be looking at verses seven and eight. Take your time. It's the Lord's day. Amen. Amen. And we can be here all day. Amen. In the Lord. Amen. Right here with the Lord's people. So take your time. We can be in general reveals all night. So we can be in church all night, all day. Romans chapter 8 verses 7 through 8 starting at verse 1 and I, Felicia I think KJ is trying to assist you right now with Romans right behind you He's, his head right there there you go yeah. Romans chapter 8 starting in verse 1 it kind of gets back and catches up there and therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And the King James, the Father, talks about the flesh and the spirit. Verse 2, For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh but according to the spirit verse five for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the, the of the flesh, the flesh the but those who live according to the spirit set their mind on the things of the, the spirit. spirit for to set their mind on the flesh is but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. My verse for today. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile towards God, to God. For it does not submit to God's law. And indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Let us pray. Our Father, God, in heaven, Lord, we come back, Lord, to this time of the proclamation of your word. Lord, captivate our hearts and our minds right now with your word. So many things that our minds are consumed with already today. Amen. Remove those things, Lord. Let our minds be consumed with you and knowing you alone. Help us know you better today. So help me, Lord, preach your word faithfully. Help me, Lord, even with my sermon notes and my time, Lord, I put into this. Use it all for your glory. If it's not biblical and not of your word, remove it. Let your people's hearts, Lord, be attentive to your word. There's something that's not true, Lord, their hearts, Lord. Their mind be attentive to be able to know what's right and what's wrong. So give your people the truth here today. Satisfy them, Lord, in your word. Care for them in your word. Give them light for your word. So Lord, we ask you, Lord, to bless us. In Christ, let me pray. Amen. Amen. One of the things that my kids, I mentioned earlier, liking to do, and they have enjoyed this, and I think it might have started from the come up, but they have enjoyed making daddy juices. And one thing I noticed is, within the juicer, I think, Yoel does most of the juicing. I think the girl does most of the smoothies. Am I right? Yeah. So the juicer, I have noticed Yoel can get a certain fruit. And she can put it in the juicer. And whatever fruit that she put in the juicer, that's what the juice come out to be. So she put an orange in there. She put a cup up under, under the juicer. Guess what she get out of there? She get orange juice. She put an apple in there in the juicer? Did she put a cup up under it? What did she get, kids? Apple juice. Apple juice. What about grapes? grapes. You put grapes in the juicer? Kids, what did we get out? Grapes. We get grape juice. So, if anything she put in there, that's what you're going to get out of it. Now, I have never seen her put a steak in there and push the button and get a steak back out of it. It kind of clogged the machine up there. But I've never seen her put an orange in there and get apples out. Can you get apple juice out of orange juice? Or even watermelon. You put a watermelon juice, and watermelon in there. Have you ever seen somebody get pineapples out of it? No. Whatever she put in the juicer, that's what she get out of it. Well, I think it's very similar to what Paul is doing here in Romans chapter 8. In distinguishing the flesh and the spirit. Okay? The things of the spirit is life and peace. The things of the flesh things of other flesh, death, covenant, and jealousy, and all all many more we find out in Galatians 5. And Paul is saying is that anybody can say, hey, when you put an orange in that juicer and orange juice come out, anybody can say, hey, that's apple juice. But is that truly apple juice? No. That was orange they put in there, and what came out of the orange is but many people might say, no, Crestin, that's apple juice. Even within Christendom, many people can say they are the spirit and what comes out of the flesh. Many people say they are the f- same, right? They doing things out of the flesh, they're living in the flesh, and they come out and say they are the spirit. There we go. Turn it around. Turn it around. There go. There's no way you can be out of the flesh and still come out being out of the spirit. Paul is making a distinguish here, uh, Brother Pitts. They either are the flesh or they are the other spirit. Can't be in both. If you're the flesh, you're the things of death. If you have the spirit, you are the things of life and peace. You might say, "Creston." Now we're tired of hearing about life and peace and death and flesh. I didn't write the Bible; the Lord did. Obviously, if He continued talking about it, the Lord wants us to know this. The Lord wants us to be able to take heed to this because if not, if we don't make distinguish of the of the spirit in the flesh, we can be deceived. So Paul is laying out comforting news to the believer that there is condemnation for those in Christ. There's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, and for those that aren't in Christ Jesus, there is condemnation. So for those of the flesh, there's condemnation. For those that are the Spirit in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation. For those that are Spirit, they have assurance in Christ. When times get hard, Christ is with them. When times get hard, they would not be condemned, but they will be cared for. Well, today Paul is further examining those walking in the flesh. He's going to describe what they look like to eventually make the point that they aren't in the spirit because those in the spirit look like X, Y, and Z. Which is what we know in Galatians 5. The fruits of the Spirit. We know in Galatians. When we talk about the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians. It's about how Lord, love and joy and peace. Here we go. Fruits of the Spirit. But the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. That's what you see in the life of the Christians a lot of times people profess Christ and they don't see these things the Christians in the, we have seen in America and all around the world a lot of Christians have been more hypocrites we have seen a lot of them look more like what we see in Galatians 5 19 now the words of the flesh are evident and immorality being with someone that's not your wife or your husband Impurity, sexuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, always trying to want on somebody. Fists of anger, robbery, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, origins, and things like those. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. God ain't playing with folks we know how the mama say don't play with me, hey tell them kids you play with some other kids, you don't play with me how they say it, don't play don't play with me don't play with, me. Don't play with go play with somebody else that's the urban uh, uh, urban version what well, God, what he's saying here though is that God is going to do what he said he's going to do God's going to judge sin no matter how you try to make it pretty God's going to forgive me. I'm going to go ahead and do this. I'm going to go ahead and do this. God's going to forgive me. He started doing a little duggy and everything with it. God's going to forgive me. I can go ahead and do it. Family, he said, those who do these certain things, y'all can't say what well, is over here saying this. What well, Creston's doing this. Don't take it out on me. That's what Paul wrote down. Don't take it out on Paul and the Lord. I'm going to tell you what the Bible is saying right here. For those that does such things, it tells us right here, Without making it in heaven, the kingdom of God. Everybody going to heaven. I have passed a lot of cemeteries. A lot of bodies have been in cemeteries. A lot of them ain't in heaven. I'm just telling you what he says here in his text. But they're not in heaven. But those that does these such things, they're not. and Paul makes it clear here too here today again you put oranges in you get oranges out for those that are walking in the spirit they live a life of the spirit they're generous and gracious and kind people but for those in the flesh they're going to get the things out in the flesh no matter what they can say all day they are the spirit they say all day are the spirit but at the end of the day, they are the flesh. So as we walk through this day, be encouraged. Be encouraged as believers. As we look at unbelievers in this world, not look at them in pride, but we can look at unbelievers in this world and say, Hey, thank be to God that I'm not hostile towards God. Thank be to God that I am submitted to God's word. Thank be to God that I'm able to please God because of this fear. So, as we hear these things today, let us not point fingers to say, well, this message is just about unbelievers and people of the flesh. But Paul is making a, a, an actual point here in Romans 8 1 through 8 here. He used and asked me those that are in the flesh to prove a point for those in the spirit that those in the flesh look like this and they're going to get condemnation. That's the point he's getting out of this. He's letting them see that this is what they're going to get. But for y'all, y'all are not going to get it. Y'all are going to get life and y'all are going to get peace. Because how we know this, we're going to see how Paul going to continue next week, Lord, I mean, the weeks ahead. In verse 9, he tells You, however, are not of the flip of the Spirit. And in fact, the Spirit dwells in you, and anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not sin. The Spirit is life because of righteousness. In verse 9. So, Paul is making this point, family. He's getting ready in a basketball game. He's getting ready to win this game, right? But he's leading up to it. He's leading up to this climactical scene in the game. That we are victorious in Christ. He's leading up to it. But before we get there, he spends some time to let us know, though, is that this is who they are. And guess what? My children, you get way more than what they get. What you get is better than what they get. What they get is actually going to be condemnation. But what you get is going to be no condemnation. It should lead us today. To rejoice. Not in pride, like you're better than somebody. Not in arrogancy, like, huh? They deserve this. And I don't deserve this. But this should humble us today to be thankful that we don't get condemnation. But we do get life and peace. So protect your heart as we hear the rest of this today. So jumping point number one. The mind is hostile towards God. The first thing we see in the flesh, for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile towards God. Paul makes note of those in the flesh; their minds are set on the flesh. The KJV used the word "carnal mind," would mean fleshly minded, sensuality. Their minds are based upon the things of the flesh. What you can see touch my nose. But you can see. You can smell. You can touch. Kind of got my senses backed up, y'all. See, when you walk in the spirit, you ain't dwelling on them senses, so you don't really know when you're pointing at. But when you, when you're in spirit. But let me say this here is that for those that are carnal minded, they base things on the flesh. I'm going to eat this. I know it's not good for me, but it tastes so good. And based on the flesh. You know it's not good for you. You know it's not going to help your body. But you eat it because it tastes so good. And your eyes, looking at things you shouldn't be looking at. But your eyes want to see it, But it's not good for you. That's corner-minded. Corner-minded people that are guided about what they see, they touch, or feel, or taste. And that's what we see here. Uh, all of them was built upon. Think about the flesh. The thing, what, think about the, your five senses. I might have missed one in there. Sorry about that. It's been a while since so I talked about the senses. But think about all the desires of the flesh. They point back to the five senses. Think about it in Galatians 5, verse 19. Sexual immorality. Got something to do with the eyes and hand and, and touch. Impurity. Sensuality, impurity, dealing with um, dealing with anything, uh, walking in any type of form of sin. Sensuality, idolatry, putting other gods before God, sorcery, enmity, strife. Somebody enmity of somebody. They see somebody have something and they want it. And they have odds and everything because what? They're jealous of something that somebody has. They're dealing with the senses. They see something that they want, but they can't have. Fist of anger. Division, enemy. Drunkenness. Y'all know what drunkenness is. Right? Drinking upon things. Right? That you have made an idol. You drunk too much of it. Now, you're intoxicated. But y'all see what I'm seeing here, though. Yes. This is what carnal mind is. They're God about the things of the flesh. They're God about what they see, they touch, or what somebody may have done to them. Those are the people of the flesh. They're God about those things. These things come from a mind that's set on the flesh. One way of testing this. Your mind could be set in the flesh if somebody do something to you and they just mess up your whole day. For us in Christ and what we have in Christ, no matter what somebody may do to us, we have joy in Philippians. It's all about the joy. Our joy we have in Christ is not conditional. Our joy is something that we have forevermore. During a bad time and a good time, Paul was in prison. He said, "Counting all joy." The brother was locked up. Y'all talking about well, that prison was bad. And Paul Love jail. Well, in jail, in, right in the Roman day, they had different types of consequences in these jails. These people get beat by so many different things, and they didn't have cameras then. So they had a bad thing. Paul would say, "I'm willing to be in jail." To get punished and count it all joy that many can know Jesus. So, family, what's our excuse then? When things get hard and we don't get our way, someone makes us upset. Do we count it all joy? We don't count it all joy because of the flesh. But for those in the spirit, they used to do this. I don't know if they do it. Do they do this anymore, y'all? Right brush the haters off and just, it doesn't bother you. It, it's not as, it's not as over controlling over you what people may say about you, what people may do to you because your joy is in Christ. But well, if you worked up on what this person done, this person is walking in thee. Walking in thee. Flesh. 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 Yeah, I want everybody to say, it. you did it right. but yeah, You did it walking in the flesh that's right for the mind of in the flesh is hostile toward God so this mind right here that's God about the senses and God about the things of the flesh is hostile towards God it isn't one God it one with a touch can taste and feel over, over God they can say all day I love the Lord and he heard my choir y'all know the song they can say that all day but if they guided by the flesh; they are hostile towards God. They are enemies of God because they are putting these things over God. Well, he did this to me, or she did this to me. I want them to feel my anger. If a person feels it and want to be able to go that route with it, it's saying that God, I don't want you. I have enough wrath in myself to do what you can't do. It's a person that takes the place of God. I think the same thing happened in the Garden of Adam and Eve. That hostile towards God, that they actually want to be as God. They listen to the serpent because they can be as God. It's the same posture of a person in flesh because she want to rule over God and he want to rule over God. They trusted in what they saw in the apple and they heard by the serpent. They trusted in the senses. That's the one I missed. Yeah, here, yeah, yeah. here, here. They trusted in the senses. And what they heard from the serpent what they saw in the apple and also what they thought they could have had jealousy and robbery, the same things are the first of the flesh that we see right there in Genesis 3 with enmity between God and man and now they're hostile towards God and we inherit that so again hostile enmity is found in Galatians 5 referring to those that are in the flesh Vicky says this corner of mind is enmity against God. The mindset of fallen man is hatred of God. <laughs> well, somebody says, Well, I'm not hating God. I love God. You can say, you can define the term how you want to define the term. You can say that way you love God. You can define it in the, the day. God is the one, his how he defines terms what matter on how we define terms. We can make up anything with definitions. We can say we love God all day. We said, God know my heart all day, and yes, He do do know your heart. He know your heart better than you know your heart. And God no definitions. God no words. For a person that truly loves God, they're not hostile towards God. They're walking in the Spirit. This person is not just hostile towards man; they're hostile towards God. Again, hostile towards God is not denying God verbally. It's not just denying God verbally. But if a person is denying God with their actions in their life, a person that loves God, it reminds me of a brother like Marty. Just want to serve those around them. But a person that's hostile, a person disobedient, they don't want to serve others around them. They want to serve themselves. They want to draw attention to themselves. They want to make everything about them. But a person of the spirit thinks of the things of God. And people are the flesh. A lot of the time, they say slick. Y'all know some hustlers around here. They always got an agenda with something. They always trying to do something and thinking about something to do something to catch up. You know those people they just just they do too much. And so you got to think about what their next move is. You can't you can't spend the whole day thinking about them because they're always planning for the, you know the next two years down the road. Who got a mind like they can think like that? I can't. That's a lot. But things are the flesh. A lot of times they operate in that way. But for those in the spirit, we're not thinking about one up with people. We're thinking about the things of God. Let me speed up and everything. I saw a couple people yawn. Second point. The mind does not submit to God's law. 7B. For it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. The hostility is coming from not submitting to the law of God. It is cannot. It is cannot submit to the law of God. It is by nature against the law of God. Let's look at two things here and we see in the second point. The first thing I want to talk about is what is God's law? And the second thing I want to discuss is why can't mankind submit to God's law? So look at the first thing here. What is God's law? Sometimes God's law can refer to the entire Bible. We know this from Psalm 119. Sometimes the word law can refer to all of God's word that's been written down. So in David's day, some people will say, have you read the law of the Lord today? This is just like saying, have you read your Bible today? So sometimes the word law can refer to the entire Bible. Another usage of the God's law is keeping the law referring to the ceremonial process. I kept the law, God's law. But then ceremonial. Ceremonial when they would actually sacrifice lambs and goats and certain animals and cows and things of that nature. And sprinkle blood and the offering. They had certain laws that deals with ceremonial laws. Another form of laws we have in God's law was called theocratical law. Theocratical law was the law that deal with civil. How to deal with civil matters amongst each other. Someone owed me a cow. They bred the cow. They supposed to give me a, a baby cow. But KJ kept the baby cow and act like the baby, the baby, the cow never delivered. And so what happened is, he kept the baby cow. And he hired him out in the house all the years. Civil matters is that he didn't give me what he said he was going to give me. Those civil matters, and we bring it before the priest. And before the priest, they will have certain laws in place. What to do with certain agreements and dealing with civil law, which is theocratical laws they had. Which referred again the judicial laws of Israel. They have to obey under God's rule. They have certain laws. Well, there's one last set of laws. So we talked about ceremony, judicial laws, how the, the word of God, the entire Bible can be considered the law of God. One last set of laws we know of is Called the law of God within the Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments in Exodus twenty. Thou shalt not put any god before me. Thou shalt not use the Lord name in vain. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not, not kill. Yep, yeah. Exodus twenty. Shall not disobey your mother and father. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not covet. And we can see thou shalt honor the Sabbath day. These are the Ten Commandments. These same Ten Commandments are summed up by Jesus and loving God and loving Nathan. So, Sister Felicia just helped me out. So, we got Ten Commandments. Everybody put up ten. Ten Commandments. All right, everybody put down six fingers. Go. How many we got up? Four. We got four up. The first four commandments. The first commandment. It deals with loving God. All right, loving God. Don't put no God before Him. The next commandment. What's the second commandment? Do not. Do not what have bit no graven images. Don't put no God before Him. No graven images. Um. That's when I use the Lord's name in vain. And also we have, that's your what? The Sabbath day. Third fourth commandment, those four commandments, the first four deals with how we relate to God. We get a Sabbath day to the Lord. The Sabbath day belongs to the Lord. Right? The, the, do, do not use the Lord's name in vain. It's dealing with the God. Don't put no God before him. Basketball, guitars, family, don't put things before God. So the first four commandments deal with what? Kids deal with what? God. Deals with loving God. All right, put them six fingers back up. The six. What was part of those six, And next six commandments? They After we did it, it, do not commit adultery. God shall not kill you. That shall honor that father and mother not fault, should not bear false witness. Yes. Do not covet. That not kill. That's something else in that. But that deals with now. And this with what? Each other now. The sixth commandment deal with doing deal with dealing with each other. How we relate to each other. Right? That did our neighbor. That I'm married to Alina. For me, I cannot commit adultery that be sin. And I was sin against her ends against God. For me lying to her about something. I lied to her. I deceived her, and also I deceived the Lord. So the six commandments have something to do with each other. And this is what Jesus says. y'all listen to this? Jesus just spit bars. Matthew 27, 37. And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depends on all the law and the prophets. prophets. Jesus was summing up the Ten Commandments right there with loving God and loving neighbor. Jesus tells these Pharisees and Sadducees that the Ten Commandments is what is required of us. We know that because the ceremonial law, which actually deal with sacrificing lambs and goats are not needed anymore because the true sacrifice was sacrificed which is who? Jesus we don't need no lambs and goats anymore we have Jesus as the true sacrifice so we don't need any lambs and goats anymore second thing we don't need the judicial law anymore because Israel was only needed to bring about the Messiah. We don't need a priest going up again for us to be able to do keep everything orderly in line within the nation of Israel. There's no more earthly priests needed for us to be a mediator for us today, to day-to-day issues. Jesus, the true high priest. He has made all of us the priesthood of believers. Amen. And, believe me, we are priests and believers, we're a priesthood believer that we have access to Christ. We don't have to wait for a man or a pastor or a bishop or uh, uh, whatever y'all else y'all call yourselves. We don't need them anymore to be the to Jesus. Jerry, we can go right to him right now. We can pray right to Jesus. Right to him. We all can go straight to him. So the judicial thing can be helpful, but they aren't required anymore. We said the entire Bible is, is God's law, but the context is not referring to everything in the Bible. But I argue that it is referring specifically to loving God and loving nature neighbor to take commandments. And the reason why mankind cannot submit to it is because of the nature of mankind. Listen to this from beginning. It is a corruption of the whole nature and hereditary disease, wherewith infants themselves are infected even at their mother's womb, and which produces in man all sorts of sin, being in him as a root thereof, and therefore is so vile and vulnerable in the sight of God that it's sufficient to condemn all mankind. Even by nature, my little baby, baby Trinity, I saw Destiny holding her earlier. She's so precious. But i tell you what, if Trinity doesn't get what she want at that time, guess what Trinity gonna do? She's gonna cry, she's gonna cry, and she's gonna pout until she get what? Until she get what she want. Can y'all notice about other kids? Yes. Yes. Where it comes from? It come all the way back again from the fall of mankind. Kids by nature, they didn't say they got it from their mama or their daddy by nature, they're already born into it because of seeing A child want what they want. Alina can't talk to Trinity. Hey, Trinity, I'm tired today. Take you a nap with me, and we're going be to bed. enjoy the rest of the day. Trinity, look at Alina and say, uh-huh. I'm going to eat, and I'm going to get what I want. You take a nap when I take a nap. Huh. Trinity let us know that, hey, she's the boss. That, hey, you're not going to take a nap until I'm ready to take one. Where does that come from again? By birth. By birth. They can tell. You can just come from. It. <laughs> you notice from Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. We're dead in our trespasses and sin, which we always walk, following the course of world, word, fallen the prince of the power of the Spirit. That is now our work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passion of the flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. Like the rest of mankind, all mankind, we call its original sin, mankind apart from Christ is corrupt to the core. This is the reason why they can't submit to God's law. That's the reason why they can't commit keep the Ten Commandments. By nature, they want to break them. By nature, they want to fight against everything of God. God said, "Keep my commandments and obey me." Mankind said, "No, God, you obey me." Amen. Mankind did. Uh, <laughs> mankind want to ruin <laughs> mankind want to rule over God they want these that way God said submit to me Marty mankind turned around and said no God you submit to me isn't that what happened to Adam and Eve in the garden they want to eat upon the tree so God can submit to them it's the opposite That's the opposite here that they want to rule over God so there's no way that a person that is living in the flesh can please God. Which brings us to our last point. But those that are not walking in the spirit, they're walking in the flesh. And walking in the flesh, they do not want to obey the ten commandments. They're selfish, they're strifeful, they're jealous, see, they're jealous. All the things that come in within Galatians 5 and also they don't want to honor the Lord. That's what we see. And now we see they can't please God as we end here today. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Their nature would not let them please God. To please God is to to honor him, to glorify him. They want honor for themselves, so why would they give it to God? They want the place of God, so for them is that they don't want to give it to God. They want the honor to them. They want everybody to please them. Y'all know anybody like that they always want to make everything about themselves? Them kids. Them kids. And us grown folks, too. Yeah, because I'm like this. I want to make things about myself. All the time for me. (laughs) So even though it might look good, it isn't pleasing to God. So they are helping. I mean, they are wanting to be seen for themselves. They're doing things to help people to feel good. To be able to say, look what I've done. But no, look what Jesus done. Look what He has done. So even though it might look good, it isn't pleasing to God. It's like seeing a student get awarded valedictorian of their school. Amazing valedictorian. They stand up and they read the major Amazing speech. Whenever they at in high school, across the high, across the province, I what you mean, high, proper, high school. But everybody else looking at them as they're giving a the speech, and they look at them laughing like this person cheated all the way through high school. Even though it might look good at the valedictorian in front of everybody else clapping, all the classmates like, "Hey, they cheated all the way through." So, even though they graduated, everybody else doesn't see it as pleasing. Everybody else doesn't see it the same way they see it. In the same way, for those that are living in the flesh, they aren't pleasing to God on what they do. Everybody else might be clapping for them and thinking they're doing a good job, but God knows what they have done. Just like this valedictorian, they did a great job and become a valvatorian but how they got to be a valvatorian they did it with dishonesty and everybody knew that and that's why nobody honored them in that, they didn't honor them when they graduated because they knew that In the same way for us at times even though things might look good the Lord doesn't honor us for those that are doing things of the flesh because the only thing that look good on the outside was gruff on the inside and Jesus talks about this with the Pharisees he called them old he called them vipers broad vipers. they also called them hypocrites because they said all these right things but their heart was so far away from them so they didn't please God to some of what Paul is saying here today that for those that are walking in the flesh they will be condemned but for those that are walking in the spirit you will not be condemned there isn't insurance for those that are living a life of sin. But for those that are living a life in Jesus, there is assurance. Those who love Jesus, there is assurance in Jesus. For those who are repentant, hearted, there's assurance for you. So be encouraged. Be encouraged today of what we get in Jesus. So, what charges people may have against you? He says, all will to the cross that I'm assured in Christ forevermore. A couple points before we end. Let us be thankful. Y'all write this in your phones and text it, whatever how you wanna do it. Let us be thankful as believers that we have a new heart that is not hostile towards God's word. Let us be thankful. We didn't have to have this heart to want to submit to God's word. We have a new heart, let us be thankful. Second thing, let us be thankful that God's spirit helps us to submit to God's law. You're not doing it by yourself. You might think you're doing it by your own ability. It's the Lord that's doing it through you. And third thing, let us be thankful that we are pleasing to God. Pleasing to God. Knowing a new baby is gonna be here soon. Knowing our father is loving his kids. Knowing our mother is loving her husband and loving the kids pleasing to the Lord. We get this from the Lord. Number four. But let us also consider that we aren't living by faith and just said all the right things without a heart change, that for us to see that we are the ones that are hostile and not submitting to God's word and not pleasing to God. Family, today is the day of salvation. If your heart is not submitting to the Lord, family, Turn to Jesus today. Be baptized here at Christ Redeemer Church. Turn to Jesus today. Salvation is near. If you're the one, the one that said all the right things and did, said all the things you knew your heart away from the Lord, hey, bring it to the Lord Jesus today. Who's gonna judge you? Mankind can't put you in heaven or hell. Only God can. I said, come to Jesus today. Don't live a life of deceiving yourself. You know something is not right, so don't live a life like that. Turn to Jesus today. Today is the day of salvation. You know you're not doing these things. Turn to Jesus. Number five. May those here repent today, put their faith in Christ today. So, last thing I would say, put your faith in Christ today. Let me pray for.